This is Celestial Horizons Shattered Sleep, an interactive podcast where you can influence how the story develops. The year is 2372, and you have signed up to be cryogenically frozen and shunted 1,200 light years across space by means of a one way trip through a wormhole. You expected to be woken up a hundred years after that transit, once your vessel had traveled the rest of the distance to the Hypatia solar system. There, you would establish a colony and, after ten years awake, build a gate to allow you to return home. System alert. Critical damage detected to the Ark Lyra Bea. Power fluctuations detected. Connection lost to central data core. Possible hole breach. But you've been woken up a hundred years early. Catastrophe lurks around the corner, and you have been tasked with seeing the vessel safely to its destination. The actions of the next few hours and days will determine not only who, if anyone, survives the journey, but also will set the stage for the future of this colony and the generations that will live there. You've just been unfrozen. The tubes removed from your body, the sculpin protein solution drained from your veins and your lungs, and a warm blanket wrapped around your shoulders. You take a moment to rest, to mentally prepare yourself for the work ahead, and to check the notifications that blink on your ArcNet communicator. There, in the belly of the ship, you have the sinking feeling that this will be the last chance you have to rest for a long, long time. Login successful. Welcome, Welcome to ArcNet Engineering Directory. I am Anna, the ArcNet Navigational Assistant. There are four new messages available. Oat, the Arc Lyravea, is at alert level two. All personnel must have respirators on hand at all times in case of sudden atmospheric loss. First message. Acting Chief of Engineering, Hollis Saberhagen. All right, the fact that you're listening to me right now means that you are on our short list of wake up in case of an emergency. Surprise, it's not the 2400s, it's an emergency. Welcome back to 2372. You're about to wish they let you sleep in. Most of you don't know me. I'm Hollis Saberhagen, recently promoted to be the Chief of Engineering. I was previously the sea shift lead and a power specialist, supposed to sleep until my six-month shift about, oh, 72 years from now. But Command woke me up eight hours ago and told me that I'm in charge. Yay. Yeah. Uh, something hit the cryopod wing where Lieutenant Commander Marchetti and the A-shift team were at and, well... They didn't pull through. Nobody's been able to get to the sector where B-Shift was sleeping. We'll have time to mourn for them eventually, but as I'm sure you've noticed, we've got a hot plate of problems on our hands and nowhere to put them down. Hopefully you're thawing out quickly. We need all available personnel up and running as soon as possible. I, for one, still can't feel anything below my elbows, but the cryotechs say that that is normal. <laughs> my feet are asleep, I still get chills, and they say I'm not allowed to eat solid foods for another six hours. 16 through 43 are offline. 
Error code Alpha 497. Welcome to hell. Okay, alarms and all that. Something went wrong coming through the wormhole. Nobody knows what yet. Just lots of impact points, possible hole breaches. The arc looks like Swiss cheese. Our sensor arrays are offline. Worse, our entire central operations network is down. Now, what does that mean, you ask? Essentially, we're blind. No diagnostics, no system monitoring, no damage reports. I'll be sending memos to each department head detailing what I want them to look into. Watch for that. Our new second-in-command, Lishara Hernandez, is down on deck 205 trying to activate our redundant networks. Our third-in-command, Anthony Worthing, is checking out the computer core and will update us all with what he finds. <sighs> in the two hours I've been allowed to walk on my own, there are a few things I've figured out. First, at least three of the lifts are down, so get ready to take a lot of stairs. I'll personally see that whoever gets assigned to check the power routing on the lower decks will get extra dehydrated chocolate pudding. That's 130 some odd floors I will not be climbing. Second, I've run into places where the emergency bulkheads have been activated. Could mean depressurization on the other side. Could just be bad sensors, though I've got reports of hole breaches all over the place. Just keep your ventilators on you, okay? And plan time to find alternate routes too. Just in case. This channel is just for us, so I'm not gonna be all formal with you guys. The command crew is in absolute turmoil right now. They're working on unfreezing essential passengers, and don't ask me how that's decided. Hopefully we've got the oxygen for all of the people they're waking up. Oh, and heads up. Command is doing all kinds of restructuring. Like I mentioned before, we've lost a number of sectors of the stasis pods. We'll have a full list of the casualties eventually. My direct superior has changed every 30 minutes since I've been unfrozen. I don't know, just look to the log channel for the most recent version of the chain of command, I guess? Ugh, you know what, I'll just say this to you, senior staff. But while figuring out who's in charge is important, it seems to me like they're just avoiding the actual problems, like burying themselves in bureaucracy will save them. Captain Aoman has told everybody to submit damage reports for anything that they see broken. So now, my messages have been flooded with hundreds of dumb reports. Let's see. Here's one for a light fixture that has fallen out of place. Here's another complaining that their access card won't open the observation deck doors. Hmm, I don't think we even have an observation deck anymore. Here are... <laughs> no joke. Four different officers who have submitted reports of malfunctioning toilets. At a time like this? As a general rule for us, mark anything that isn't life-threatening to at least 1,000 people as low priority, okay? Okay. I'm going to send some messages demanding that anybody with nothing better to do than clog up my inbox is transferred to our teams. Be ready for a bunch of useless command types to get temporarily assigned to your departments. If they're too dumb to run cables, have them move debris. If they're too dumb for that, have them get you coffee. If they're still too dumb for that, which many of them will be, then transfer them to custodial duties on deck 135. 
We'll have them deal with the toilet problem. You can smell waste management all the way up on deck 119. Next thing I'll say is you need to take care of yourselves. We're going for 10 up, 10 down for the immediate future. Meals will fit in wherever ops can fit them. Take some of your off time to get some sleep. The med teams will be checking on your mental health every 48 hours or so. <laughs> Mine told me to write letters to my husband, telling him about all of the crap we're dealing with while he gets to blissfully sleep through it. Ugh. What I wouldn't give to be non-essential personnel right now. Anyway, last thing, Command is trying to figure out where the Reich were at. They think we're on track for Hypatia, but the truth is the Einstein-Rosen bridge could have dropped us anywhere, and we won't know for sure until we've got the sensors operational again. That's priority number one, according to the captain. Each of you department heads is responsible for the terminal you're closest to. When you're done with that, find something else to turn on and off again until I can get back to you with more instructions. In the famous words of my blissfully sleeping husband, a numb ass equals a numb mind. And we can't afford either of them right now. The operations department. The next meal, consisting of rehydrated potatoes and gravy, will be served in approximately two hours on decks 25 and 180. Do not expect warm gravy. Thank you for your attention. We're the only thing standing between this whole mission and absolute failure. But we'll be fine. You're all gonna do great. And if we don't, nobody will be around to get mad at us, right? This is a win-win situation. Either we're heroes or we're off the hook. Okay, I feel like there was something else. Mm, no, I guess that's it for now. Watch your pressure levels, keep your ears on the comms, and stay hydrated. Sound good? End of first message. Now, now, now. Second message. Anthony Worthing, acting second deputy chief of engineering. Um, hi. Uh, this, this is my first time <laughs> reporting over Arknet, so be patient with me. <clears throat> I'm Anthony Worthing, now a contingency head. Hello, anybody who gets assigned to my team. Uh, ooh, do we get extra pay for this? You know, some kind of bonus when we reach Apatia? Right, right, I'm, um, right. I'm looking into the diagnostic systems to try to see what the problem is on the ship. There are sparks and alarms and exposed wiring everywhere. It, uh... Looks, yeah, real bad. I vent smoke from the room every 15 minutes, and I still can't find where it's coming from. <laughs> if if any of these alarms mean something life-threatening, you'll let me know, right? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to reboot the server rack now. The console command is... Uh, administrator password? Oh, shoot, I... I... I don't know, it's, uh, hmm, A-D-M-I-N? Access denied. Please check your password or contact your assistant administrator. Nope. Uh, 
Could somebody send me the passwords to this and... What is that sound? Wait, uh, 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 well, the... <laughs> the liquid cooling system sounds like a rat in a pressure cooker. I'm just gonna... I'm gonna shut that off. Just remember that I am an energy system specialist. Electrical engineering. I took the required computer courses and that's it. So, uh... This is all a bit over my head and my pay grade. I'm not sure how I feel this high in the shift order, but I hope you can be patient with me as I figure it out. Um, I'm working on this, boss. Not much else to report. Signing off. Where's the off button? End of second message. Third message. Acting Chief of Engineering. Saberhagen. Okay, before I say anything else, stop pinging me with your network errors. Yes, I am the network administrator, technically, but no, I don't know how to fix it. Hell, I don't even know what's wrong with it. Um. Oh, I remembered what I needed to ask. <laughs> I need your opinions on something simple. One of our two Foxtrot class storage bays has a breach in it. Those are the big ones that span decks 255 through 262. I'm just eyeballing it through the viewport right now, but I can see stars where there shouldn't be any. That's a large hull breach, probably too big to patch. The bay is going to be useless, and we don't have spares or any other places to put the stuff they're holding, so here's the rundown. AF1, the breached one, has the pieces for a gravitational array. That's a big fancy scientific instrument that measures gravity, I think. Used for some kind of big sciencey stuff. I don't know what condition it's in. BayF2 has our only Newtons first. That's the name of a railgun almost 750 meters long. It's intended to be mounted on the space station we'll turn the Ark into if we arrive. When we arrive. It's a big-ass gun just in case we find some invisible bug-eyed aliens are out there. My question is, if Bay F1 is broken and we can only safely transport one of these two things, which one should we propose to keep? I don't want to be making suggestions to whoever is in charge right now based only on my own thoughts, though I'm inclined to pick the gravitational array over the weapon. Either way, somebody is going to be pissed, whether it's a group of scientists or a bunch of military personnel. Would you send me your thoughts? Whether our new colony and new worlds needs the gravitational array or the mother of all railguns? To be clear, we have other telescopes and other weapons, but these are the ones too big to store anywhere else. Let me know what you think, and I'll pass it up to the captain as an official recommendation. Oh, and keep us updated, Whirling. You're doing great. End of third message. Fourth message. Anthony Worthing, acting second deputy chief of engineering. Um... Hi. Uh, are there any software engineers assigned to my team? Could I get some? Deck 13, Central Computer Core, hit me up for all the error codes of your dreams. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, and about your question, Chief Saberhagen. With the broken storage bays? 
I can give opinions. I am great at opinions. I think we ought to save the railgun. What if we need to blast some asteroids or something? Or, or, or what if somebody needs it in a hundred years from now to blow marauders out of the sky? You know, humans, <laughs> prone to conflict. Uh, which, speaking of, I'd rather have a gun in peacetime than a gravitational array in war. <laughs> um, does anybody know when our next meal is? Please message me. End of message. There are no additional messages. Please watch your computer terminal for new priority messages from acting engineering heads. Good luck, and Godspeed. Thank you for listening to the first chapter of Celestial Horizons, Shattered Sleep. To be a part of the engineering team discussion, please join our Discord server. The link can be found at www.celestialhorizons.io. There, under the ARCnet channel, you'll be able to comment on the communications in this episode and react to other people's comments. The most popular and well-thought-out comments will influence these characters and their decisions. Let us know which piece of oversized technology you think we should keep for our new colony, and why. And enjoy this relatively simple beginning, as the questions only get more and more challenging from here. Thanks again for listening. For the latest Celestial Horizons news and content releases, please visit our website at www.celestialhorizons.io. This episode features Orion Howard, Olivia Oki, and Chris Rollins. This episode was written by Nathan Young, Riley Japs, and Marcus Richardson. Produced and edited by Nathan Young with music by Marcus Richardson. Good luck and Godspeed. <laughs>